Have you ever felt like you weren't good enough? Of course you have. I mean, we all have at one point or another. But the real question is, did you allow yourself to stay there? Or did you strive to overcome your weaknesses or maybe to even increase your own strengths? Or did you do neither and throw yourself a pity party? Come on, be honest. Well, regardless, today we're looking at a character who had made this very decision himself on multiple occasions throughout the entire series, and that is the main character of World Trigger, Osamu Mikumo. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break free from the chains that are holding you back in your life or are connecting some biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get into it. So, uh, Osamu, Osamu Mikumo, I'm, I'm pretty much going to call him Osamu for the rest of this episode. And like I said, he's he's the main character of World Trigger, but he's a little different from what you would expect a normal main character to be, right? And you've watched enough, you know, not just anime, any TV show, really. You expect the main character to be, you know, just super powerful you know, almost unbeatable force at some point in the story, right? And that's not the case for Osamu. Like, not at all. He is the definition of your average Joe. And actually, his overall stats are actually below average, right? And 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 it really, and I like that about him, right? Because it's, one, is different, is a unique aspect for a main character to be so weak compared to everyone else. But, to not be useless, right? And again, you get a lot. You really watch the show to to fully understand it. But let me let me let me try to break it down for you. And but before I go in go into it, let me go over this verse that that I uh, I want to apply to this to this episode, and and it really brings everything in together. And that is Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine. And he said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. And, and that's, that's the Lord, that's Jesus speaking. And when he says, my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is perfected in weakness. What, what he means is, you know, sure you, we've all heard it at one point or another in our lives that when we are weak, he is strong. And that's the, that's the truth. In our, in our own weaknesses, is truly where God's strength shines through. And Osamu really depicts that in a, in a lot of ways, right? So let me first go over what are his weaknesses? What are these things that really makes him below average, right? And like I, like I covered previously in the previous episode, their their power system and world trigger is Tryon, right? Tryon is the energy that they use to, to fight and basically powers everything. And... Everyone, everyone, every living creature, every living person has a certain amount of trying that they're just born with, right? It's just, it's just good. And in Osama's case, he has a below average amount of it. Like it, he has enough to transform his body and to use a couple of weapons. But outside of that, he's, he's pretty much spent, right? He can't take too many hits or else he's, he's, he's done for. And that. And that's one weakness, and the other one is his he he can't fight. <laughs> um, there's no better way to explain that. He just he just can't fight. He's very weak in combat, especially in one on one scenarios. He can't really hold his own, hold his own, and 
those in for being a, a soldier, like uh, and supposed to be a combat agent who's out there on the front line, that those are two very, very glaring weaknesses for anyone to have, let alone a captain, right? So, so again, for those you don't know, in Roll Trigger, they are all the agents of border, who's you know the the military force more or less, they are comprised of different squads and from from a rank to b a rank and b ranks have have their own squads and osamu is a captain of his own b rank squad right it's him and three and three other teammates plus their operator and and it's not it's not you don't typically see this where the leader in in any type of scenario not just in this anime is the weakest member of the squad right and and because typically the role of leadership is given to those or who's earned by those who have proven themselves in one form or fashion or one form or another. And whether it's in combat, you know, it, it, uh, strategy, whatever whatever you name it, at some point you, they've already proven themselves to be a leader. And for Osamu, combat was completely out of the question. <laughs> just, just completely out of the question. He gets picked on for it all the time by other squad people. Like when they do their their team battles, he's typically one of the first ones to be targeted because they know to get him out of the way, then the team's going to start falling apart easily because his ace, um, who his name is, is Yuma, who I'm going to cover in a later episode, he, Yuma is the exact opposite of Osamu. And whereas Yuma excels at everything that Osamu is weak in, right? So Yuma has a lot of trying He's super good in combat he's good at 1v1s and one versus many type scenarios and for the longest time Yuma was the only one scoring points for their team and 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 the other teams know that so they didn't realize okay if we get Yuma out the way then the team's just dead in the water because they can't score points but if we get Osamu out the way then he can't back up Yuma the way he needs to and Yuma is easier to kill so that's that's the whole dynamic and but what what I really really like about this this whole aspect about Osamu is it kind of feeds into his one of his strengths, right? And one of his strengths, which I think is something that we should all really aspire to have, because I believe it's the best superpower any person can have in real life, is self awareness. No one knows his weaknesses better than he does. Osama is very much aware of his lack of combat ability and lack of trying amount. And and the and the the cool thing about it is he doesn't let that psych him out. He doesn't let that get him down about it. What he does, he adjusts. He, he doesn't. He takes this, He takes all the setbacks he has and he takes them in stride. And he comes up with ways to to mitigate them as much as possible while still supporting his team. And I'm just, I just I want you guys to think about that for a minute. How often have you taken a weakness or a, a flaw that you've had that you were aware of and then use it to strengthen your strengths, right? Kind I know me just thinking about I don't I can't think of any time where I've consciously made that <laughs> made that effort to take a weakness of mine and apply it to one of my strengths. And to better illustrate this, so again, so take Osamu's lack of trying, right? So, so again, in World Trigger, the weapons they have, they're called 
triggers, you know, is in the name. And it's just different things, you know, like swords, guns, bullets, shields, different different stuff like that, that like equipment. Think about it, if you're playing an RPG, different uh, different pieces of equipment you can put on. That's what the triggers are. And for Osamu, he can't use a lot of the better ones because he doesn't have the trion to use. So instead, he uses what he does have, what he is able to use. He uses it in different ways to to better help the team. Um, case point, one of them is he, he had this one trigger that's called Spider, which is just basically lays a bunch of um, trip wires around whatever the area is. So he just chooses two anchor points and then he makes makes a line. And that's pretty much it. Now, on the surface, that seems, you know, okay, cool. It's a, he, made, he made a wire, you know, whatever. But it's the way that he uses it, right? Because most people... In, the, in in world trigger, they don't use spider because it's it's it takes takes up too much try on to use and it's not it's not very efficient, right? Because again, you see the wire, you're just gonna cut it down and move on, go about your day. But Osamu used it in such a unique way that it it really only works for their team, but it works extremely well. And what he did was he made it essentially like this this spider web of wires all around, and he used the play up. Yuma, his ace's strengths, because Yuma's strengths is he's he's quick and agile. He's he's hard to hit, right? He's hard to hit. He hits fast and he hits hard. And Osamu, instead of being down in the dumps about his own, in the you know, um, his own base of not being able to to fight himself, he chose all right. Well, instead, I'm going to help him out, so he makes it easier for him to fight. And what the wires do. That once Yuma's inside the wire zone, he uses them as essentially like like a trapeze artist. Almost, he's just zipping zipping around the battlefield in conjunction with his already agile fighting style. So it, it pretty much makes him a blur for anybody who tries who tries to get him. And that wouldn't have been possible if Osamu decided to throw a pity party about his his own his own weaknesses, his own inability to really contribute to the team in the way that he thought he should, right? And that alone, that ability to take take the take the hand that you've been dealt and, to, and still play the best hand that you could possibly play, that is a quality that shows why he's a leader, shows why he's a leader of his own squad and why people, even higher ranks, are, you know, tipping their hat at him because the things he comes up with throughout the series is, I mean, cause this, that's just one, that's just one example, but he tries to go above and beyond for his team. And, and he, he, he's never ever really down about his, his, his own self. Right. Only time you ever see him sad or borderline depressed about something is if he feel like he's let his team down or he felt like he didn't lead them to, to use their ability to the best, to the best of their ability. And it's never really about himself. And for me, that, that spoke volumes because it's easy for us to get down the dumps about our own failures, our own things that we feel like we've let ourselves down. But to let go of that and really, really just strive to to be better for other people, to help other people better themselves. I mean, that's you know that takes a lot of selflessness, right? Because I know I know for me for the longest time it was just like, okay, what can this do for me? And not so much in a selfish way, as in you know I'm not going to do it unless it benefits me. It's more so the what the way that if it didn't benefit me, I didn't even think about it. 
And I know that sounds weird, but it was one of, if you brought it to my attention, then yeah, I'd address it and I'd do it. But if it if it didn't affect me in some form or fashion, then it it was never on my radar. Whereas Osamu is like everyone else is constantly on his radar. He's constantly thinking of ways to make them better, to help them out, and to not be a hindrance to them. And honestly, that really shows his his growth, right? Because at first he wanted to try to strengthen himself, try to compensate for his weaknesses and try to fight like everyone else until he was humbled, <laughs> until he was humbled by some of his um, superiors. They were like, you don't, you just don't have, you don't have what they have. You don't have their talent. You don't have their abilities. You don't have what they were already blessed and given with. So you trying to replicate something that they can do is only hurting yourself. It's actually, it's actually hindering the progress you've already made by trying to be somebody else. And that was the light bulb that he needed to say, okay, and let me rework this. Let me go back to the drawing board and figure out how I can, you know, how I can use my weaknesses to the best of my own ability while staying true to myself. And again, back to that self-awareness, back to that, him being level-headed is, I mean, that takes a lot of, self-reflection, a lot of self-time, a lot of self-work that it, that that doesn't happen overnight, right? That doesn't happen, you know, you just wake up one day like, you know what? Yep, I know I know what what's been holding me back. I know what my flaws are, and I'm not going to let that hold me back anymore, right? I mean, that would, if, <laughs> if that was such an easy decision, I think everyone in the world would do it, and everyone would know how to do it and there would be a lot less, you know, you know, mental issue, a lot less depression, a lot less things going on in the world if everyone had, you know, this superpower that is self-awareness just at the drop of a dime. But but the cool thing is for me is that it didn't stop there with him. When he realized it, he didn't plan it to death. He didn't try to overanalyze it. He went to work immediately. He's like, okay, so if I can't strengthen myself, how can I strengthen the team? Okay, helping out Yuma, Boom! Make the spider web to help his his you know his combat, and then later on, one of the team's weaknesses that he that they had to overcome was the fact that, like I said, Yuma is his ace, and at the time Yuma was the only one who could score points. I mean, every one once in a while, Osama would would luck up and get a kill, and he he get a point himself. But that was few far in between. It wasn't consistent enough. Whereas Yuma was doing all the damage and. Because he was such a threat, all the other teams knew that. So they, again, like I said earlier, if they take Yuma out, then the team's team's dead in the water. And so, one of the ways that Osama tried to compensate for that was was the spider web method. But even then, once teams caught on to it, it's you know they just choose not to follow them into the spider webs. They just wait outside or you know take take Osama out before he can set up the web. So there there were still issues to being had, and. The biggest one was that Yuma needs somebody else on his level to to back him up, right? To someone else who's as much of a threat as he is to take some of the pressure off of, off of him. And and then Osamu being the the leader that he is, he <laughs> he did one of the boldest boldest things everyone's ever seen in the series. And he asked he has this guy named named Jin to join their team and. To put it in, into perspective for some of my anime watchers out there, Jin, I, I guess, is the equivalent to 
I guess uh, I guess he's equivalent to the Gojo of the series, where he is the one to beat, <laughs> type thing. And he's not as all powerful as Gojo is. But if you if you've seen the series, you know what I'm talking about. Jin Jin is he, not a lot gets past him, right? Because of his power. And again, I'm not gonna go too much into it because I'm gonna cover Jin in a in a future episode. Um, but just putting just put it into perspective, he's the the Gojo, the Goku. So he's one of the best of the best. I mean, he calls himself the Power Elite, and that's not too far off the mark. And the reason that's so bold is because Osama saw a problem, and he figured the best solution was to get the best of the best to help help his team out. Now, of course, that didn't work out because you know one, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't be fair. And even though there's nothing against the rules for Jin joining his team, it was just it just wouldn't be fair. But, but that was that that right there shows how much Osama cares for his team and how he doesn't let his his weakness his weakness or his team's weaknesses equal them being weak, right? He thinks outside the box. He comes up with things that really allow his own strengths to shine, allow his team his team strengths to shine in such a way that again. I'm I'm convinced if he wasn't the captain, if he wasn't on that team, then they wouldn't have gotten as far as they have up to this point. And what I really want want you guys to take away from this today is that, you know, and we all have our flaws. We all have things that we're bad at. We all have things that we want to we want to be better at. But we have to realize that, you know, even though we may want to be better at something, something that we think is a weakness of ours, you know. Sometimes that's just that's just not in the cards because you know that's that wasn't our gift. That's not that's not what we should be focused on. And it's too easy for us to get distracted on what we don't have and to not focus on what we do have. And what and what we do have is often ten times better about what we don't have, right? I mean, if you just think about it, if you just take the time and energy that you put into trying to cover up your flaws, try to you know quote unquote balance yourself right try to get rid of the things that you think are flaws that you think are weaknesses for you and if you just take that energy and focus and pour it into the things that you're already good at especially the ones that you've been anointed and gifted with then then those aspects of you will shine so much brighter that honestly no one no one's even going to see the weaknesses because of how bright your strengths are and You'll feel better about yourself because, again, your your thoughts go to where you, your thoughts go to where you, where you, you know, give your energy to, right? If you're thinking about negative things all the time, you're thinking about your your weaknesses and how much you you suck at this and how much this 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 down the third, then you're gonna be constantly thinking about that all the time, all the time. That's gonna make it worse. Where if you just you know shift your mindset a little into okay, what are the things that I'm good at? What are the things I I enjoy doing, you know, not so much about being good at something. It's like, what do you enjoy doing? And then find a correlation between the two. What do I enjoy and what am I good at? And then boom, you know, focus on that because you're going to feel good doing it. And then it's going to pour out into other people, just like Osama's. He's, he's good at strategizing, coming up with these off the wall ideas. And I mean, he enjoys seeing his, his teammates, you know, flourish. He enjoys seeing them win and well, he enjoys winning too but you know you get, you get what I mean and again but this whole again the whole concept of world trigger is just camaraderie and finding out how you fit into the team dynamic you know in Osama's case it was 
one being the leader, right? Um, and finding out what that means for him, right? How is how does he lead his team, and how does he fit into the team dynamic? Knowing knowing what he knows about himself, knowing that he's not pretty, he's not really suited for direct combat. He's not. Either he doesn't have the most fantastic try-on levels, and he kind of he just has a giant target on his back when, every time he's on the battlefield. How does he leverage those things and essentially use it and use it to use them to his, his advantage? Because there's been a couple of times in the series where he uses, you know, the fact that people are going to target him down to set up traps for him, right? Whether he'll lay trap, lay, you know, delayed shots somewhere around the around the area that he's at knowing someone's going to come and try to take him out and he's, he's, he gets a he ends up getting the, getting the kill like that after he's already been taken out the game and that's because he knows himself enough to know that okay I'm a liability so again back to this whole thing how can I make myself as as useful as I possibly can and not so much focus on the weaknesses and how much and how much I suck at this and how much of a hindrance I am is like, okay, how can I use this? How can I really turn this thing around? And, and again, the answer isn't always going to be clear. It isn't always going to be easy either. But I do believe if we take, the, if we all take the time to just really be honest with ourselves, because um, I know we'd like to think that we can do it all, uh, but we can't. <laughs> You're going to find that out one way or another. And it's, it's better if we figure it out for ourselves rather than have the world tell us. But um, but yeah, really, I just want you guys to to kind of take that into perspective and really, really reflect on okay, what are some some weaknesses? What are my flaws that I can, you know, polish? Right, like I can polish in a sense that I'm not overly obsessed trying to fix them, but I'm not gonna let them be a detriment either, right? And then. And then don't spend so much time in the negative. Let's go on the positive. What are some things that I'm good at? What are some things that I enjoy doing? And how can I make more time to enjoy those things more? And how can I make more time to get better at, at the things I'm, more, I'm already good at? And honestly, I just think that you'll, well, you'll, be, you'll be a lot happier and have a better peace about yourself at the end of the day. And that's all I got for you guys today. I just thank you all for tuning into today's episode, and I pray that you got what you needed out of it, and hopefully you learned something new about yourself. I know I, I know I did writing this episode. I learned quite a few things about myself. Um, feel free to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I would love reading you guys' comments, and it helps me improve each and every episode. And always remember, you are the main character of your story, and that story doesn't end until he says so. All right, be blessed.